0: Good morning, saints. Good morning, sinners. Oh,
1: we're all here today. It is a celebration day. Um, can I teach you some Swahili? All right. This is what I learned this week. This is how you say hello in Swahili. Jambo. Jambo. There we go. All right. Um, the second is an abbreviated clap. You know, in our culture, we do a lot of clapping like this, right? And today you may want to uh, do a lot of clapping because we're going to celebrate. Even if you um, uh, didn't participate, and that's totally cool, you're here to celebrate. And that's why we bring people together and we celebrate together. So I just need to set the tone. And so instead of clapping, what we learned um, when somebody did an introduction or somebody got up and, and said something and you wanted to show appreciation, the host would say, Pomoja. And then everybody would clap once in unison, all right? So I want you to try it with me, all right? Pomoja. Whoa. Pomoja. Pomoja. And it means, um, it means uh, all together. So when I go, Pomoja, you got it, all right? We're all together. This is why I love this. God is in the life-changing business, and he specializes in heart transplants. He's known for transforming sinners into saints, orphans into loved sons and daughters, drug addicts into grace addicts, the discouraged into the empowered, the fearful into the courageous, the proud into the humble, the selfish into the self-giving, and so much more. So no matter where your story started, God is rewriting the ending. Pomoja! Well, you got it. All right? God is rewriting your ending, and part of your story, part of your calling, part of following Jesus, is showing compassion to a hurting world. And I have realized without question, okay, so that Kleenex box is mine, all right? No, it's for everybody else who ever comes up on stage, but uh, that Soul Sanctuary is a compassionate church. A general definition of compassion is recognizing with sympathy and concern the suffering of others and then to take action to help alleviate such suffering. And that is what some of you did this week. We began to start this process, as I said, a few weeks back. And in the whole process of doing this and coming up to this end goal, and remember I had a number? Okay, I'm going to reveal you what's going on. So I asked Chris Schrader from World Vision, and I said, how many children need uh, sponsors in Taveta?" And, and he said the number is 156 kids need sponsors. I was actually completely overwhelmed. You know, I had to ask Chris as to what he thought was a good number of children to sponsor to make this whole thing worthwhile. Just give me a number. I have a number in my head. What's your number? And, uh, We concluded, actually, with the same number. We settled on the number 30. (laughs) You laugh. You have no idea. You have no idea the stress I put on myself if we can just get 30 sponsors, just 30 people. Because I already know our community sponsors so much. And so last week I had such a hard time. I had such a hard time at the end of the first gathering. I literally could not walk outside those doors. And somebody came running to me and they said, You need to see this. And the atrium is full of lions. Last week, you sponsored 126 kids in (laughs) Teveta. Pomoja! (laughs) Right? Four times. Four times what we needed. It was an overwhelming response, and I say thank you. Pomoja! You got it. The Hebrew and the Greek words translated as compassion in the Bible speak to having mercy or being moved with some sympathetic pity. There's something deeper. There's something even more profound in its meaning. The origin of the word helps us to understand and grasp the true uh, b- breadth and significance of compassion. If you go into the Latin, compati means to suffer with And so compassion means somebody else's heartbreak becomes your heartbreak. Another challenging, uh, another suffering, sorry, becomes your suffering. And true compassion literally, literally changes the way we live. Bonhoeffer said we have to learn to regard people less in the light of what they do or admit to do and more in the light of what they suffer." The meaning of compassion is expressed in many different ways. And Frederick Buchner, he described the meaning in these words. He goes, compassion is sometimes the fatal capacity for feeling what it is like to live inside somebody else's skin. It's the knowledge that there could never really be any peace and joy for me until there is peace and joy finally for you too. And speaking of you too, Bono. Right? He explains that the meaning of compassion for Christians is to focus on those in needs. And he says, to me, a faith in Jesus Christ that is not aligned with the poor, it's nothing. And uh, the Bible, when we read it, is saturated with compassion. It seeps through the pages of the Old and the New Testament. It pours itself out. It, it presents itself as a challenge to the followers of Jesus. The Bible talks about a God who is a compassion, has compassion for the the nation of Israel. It tells about a Savior who suffers for the world. It asks us as believers to live and act compassionately. And the most important object this word is used to describe actually is God himself. God is the root, the foundation, the spring, the fountainhead of all true compassion. God's compassion is celebrated throughout all of Scripture. There are two particularly pertinent passages in the Bible that describe this, found in Micah and found in Psalms. God is compassionate. He is sympathetic to the suffering of His people. He sees our distress, and maybe that's where you find yourself here this morning. And He takes pity on us. However, His his compassion is more than just sympathy and pity. God's compassion is related to His mercy his kindness his patience his grace his forgiveness and in love his love in fact some of these attributes are so related and interwoven as to make clear demarcations between them is becomes difficult as we describe it god's compassion compels him to take action God's sympathy for our lost state led him not only to feel our pain, but to provide an atoning sacrifice for our guilt. And this he did by sending his son to die for our sins. It's there in the pages of scripture. The compassion of Jesus is clearly seen throughout the gospel stories. For example, in Matthew chapter 9, we observe Jesus' compassion for the harassed and the helpless. We also see it in Matthew 14, we we see his compassion for those who are sick and they suffer disease. We witness his compassion for those who hunger in Matthew 50. The high point of Jesus' compassion is observed at the cross where he lays down his life for the sins of the world. And those of us who put our faith in Jesus are born again. Sorry about that. Those of us who put our faith in Jesus are born again spiritually. We receive the Holy Spirit and we're made in new creations in Christ. And this enables us to love God and our neighbors. And we're commanded in Scripture to put on hearts of compassion as we relate to our fellow Christians and those who have yet to hear the gospel and believe in Jesus as their Savior. Compassion. This whole compassion we are called is a call to action. And uh, true compassion encompasses both this gut level feeling of sympathy and pity as well as the action on our part to relieve that suffering. Especially all the suffering that we see. One of the most compassionate acts we can do is to share the good news of Jesus with those who don't know him. So that they can be restored into a fellowship with Jesus we're commanded to have compassion on all people, but especially those who belong to the household of faith, and more especially to those who are poor and powerless among us. And so scripture makes it clear that if we don't have compassion or love for each other, then we don't know God. We can't be void of compassion and still call ourselves Christians and compassion is of vital importance in revealing the genuineness of our faith in Jesus. And compassion and love are how we are identified as Christ's disciples. And the, defi- the Bible defines the meaning of compassion in several ways. In, the, in essence, we are to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. We need to defend the rights of the poor and the needy. And we do this by taking action instead of just talking about it with helping others, uh, just instead of just talking about it. First John says, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Are you ready for this? Here's a recap video, watch. Pamoja. And so right now in Kenya, there's this town called Taveda. It has approximately 156 kids who are waiting to be sponsored. And My challenge to you is that you would walk out today, you would go into the Adria and you'll see where they have all these things and you get your picture taken. Then later today, I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to fly to to Taveta and I'm going to show them your pictures. And those kids will get to choose you. They'll get to choose you. Moja. So this is how the process went. So the children arrived by Land Rover, by van, by bus, as you saw. They came to the actual staging area, and they, there they were actually cleaned up. It was very moving to watch. The teachers, the parents took time, the volunteers took time to actually make some of the, the children look nice. They washed their faces. They even stitched up their clothes. In one case, the kid got off the bus His sweater. His school uniform is what they were wearing because we pulled them out of school. His uniform was literally just unraveled, it was a sweater, and I could tell he was ashamed, and the teacher took him, and he was behind a tree, and he was crying. Teacher takes off a sweater, goes somewhere, I don't know where she got it from, pulls out a brand new sweater for him, just gives it to him, and it just sort of changed his day, you know. Uh, From there, they were given uh, tea and and a biscuit and, uh, you know, just something to eat. And then they were moved to a preliminary staging and teaching area. And this main teaching area is where the kids learned about hygiene, which is very important. They sang songs. They danced. They were also taught a spiritual lesson by a local pastor. I had the opportunity to meet Pastor Bernard. And during this time, some of the the children were moved 10 at a time to to a holding area. And... When they went to that holding area, uh, they sang, they recited memory verses, they sang some chorus and uh, they were told what was about to take place. Um, they were then ushered to a choosing tent to pick their sponsor. Now what you saw was a little bit different because what we did as well is we took ten children that felt very comfortable in front of a camera, to, very comfortable to actually share their stories. So what you saw were about three of the ten children that were selected. and. Uh, um, They were personally interviewed regarding the reason for their choice. So only 10. So I'll say this. Over the next few weeks, we will meet each one of these children personally and hear their story. Pomoja! Now once the the children make their choices, what happened is so that if you were following me on social media, you'll notice that there was a big tent and they would make their choices there. And they were ushered into a, a letter writing area where they had up to 40 minutes There was no pressure for these kids. We had all day. So here they are, these kids. They made their choice, and then they went, and they sat, and they contemplated. And they had up to 40 minutes to write and draw a letter to you, their sponsor. And finally, after that, once that was all completed, and again, each child had a volunteer, had a representative of World Vision with them, and just took time with them, and was just patient with them you know, they would get a drink, they would get a water, they'd get a a cookie, a biscuit, or something else. But it was just a time of relaxing, and it was just a beautiful time. And finally, once that was all completed, they were ushered to another picture area where they took a picture of themselves holding you, their sponsor. It was absolutely incredible. So um, I I guess you're sort of just waiting to see how or why they chose you. Is that Fair? Is the anticipation killing some of you? Yes, okay. So this is how it's going to work out this morning. I'm going to call up 10 names. And uh, when you hear your name called, you please come up on stage. And if you want, you can bring your family, your kids. Um, And uh, you come and you find your child. Now, there's some of you who have multiple children. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, if that is you and you know who you are, pick the first child that you find. I would like you to open it, keep it personal, right? Um, read your letter, and then celebrate. We have World Vision. We'll have two photographers on either side. If you want to you know, give them a, a picture or a high five or whatever, you can do that. They just want to be there for the moment. We want to be there for the moment, but we're here to celebrate with you. So if you want to turn around and, and show your picture, you can. Uh, if, if not, and you're a shy person and you just want to walk off stage, that's awesome. You can do that too, but we're here to celebrate with you. That's right. That's why we're here this morning. This is celebrate. It's a party. That's why you got popcorn. That's why there's clappers. But (laughs) now once you've done that, once you have, uh, um, you know, Stephanie Brandeo, I wonder where you are, eh, Steph? Hmm. I know it's killing you. So uh, we have two tables set up over here. These tables are of utmost importance because what you're going to do is at the table is a response for you to write. This is basically, again, this is hello from Canada, and we are asking you to write your child right away. And the reason we're doing that is that you do it during the gathering. Just take a moment right now to do it. We've provided pens. We've provided crayons where you, your family, will take a few moments to reflect, write a letter, draw a picture to your new family member. And what we are going to do, what Royal Vision is going to do is they're gonna, you're going to give it to a representative at the table. Double check to make sure your name is spelled right. If it's not, that's, that's you know... Uh, I dropped the ball somewhere along the line, so we haven't corrected it yet. I know noticed a few mistakes. Uh, again, just make sure your name is spelt right, and they will make sure that their database is right. And um, uh, that's what they're there for. Once you've done that, once you've finished out your little letter, you can right, you can sit there all morning for all I care, or you can just say, hey, it was great to see you, and uh, looking forward to communicate more often. Um, we're going to gather them all, going we're going to deliver them back to... Uh, to your kids. Awesome. So why is this so important? Not only did we, go, did I go, but I also, uh, you know, to do this. I, I went and I began to ask tough questions. And I found out a lot about an organization and you're going to see it firsthand. But there's one thing that moved me and, and Corrine, I need you to come up here and I need a microphone for Corrine. Um, if you can make sure that's on why the letter writing is so important because only 2% of sponsors write their kids and uh, uh, while i'm over in Kenya you're on Facebook and i'm looking at there and i'm going what's going on can you tell us just a little bit of what was going on in your life
0: okay back in t- is this one? yep okay, back in 2001 Dave and i went to Zambia through another organization to volunteer our time and work and we were able to not only choose from photos choose a child to sponsor, but also meet him. He was about this big. I would have thought he was nine, and he was 13. Um, He was homeless, his mom had just died, and um, he was now brought into this care center, given a home, clothed, fed, as he grew up. And um, of course, same as you're doing here today, he would uh, write us, maybe once a year, and I would write him back. And I look back, and I know I didn't write often enough. And so, We could have never foreseen it, but he was in Winnipeg this weekend. Uh, The director of the care center that is in Africa uh, brought him and his brother and another young man that had been raised in these homes, and they were now here giving their testimony. And um, the words in my letter that I've written to him came back to me, and unknown to me, at the end of every letter I wrote, I said to him, work hard, love Jesus. And he, and he reiterated that back to the crowd the other night at, at the banquet, that that's what I had said to him in every letter and how much that meant to him. And so he was, they, were, they were in our home this weekend and we had so much fun with them and sharing so many, so many fun things and first time things and um, writing letters count. You, f- you feel from over here that it doesn't matter. It's inconsequential because the wheels are gonna turn without you. But those letters and those words are so important. It matters.
1: Pomoja. There we go. So, talking to a couple of the the staff that have been on site, and this is what they said to me. It was very clear that the importance of letter writing is that what the kids do is they take those pictures, and probably if you sponsored today, your picture is already up in their house. And when they get those letters, those letters go up on the wall or they have a little stash and collection and they go through them. So, I cannot reiterate the importance um, for us, You, uh, you know, to write, to take the time to write. And that's why we're kicking it off this morning. Uh, We want you to experience just how quick and easy it is for you to make a difference in a child's life and to continue in this relationship. And it just doesn't end here. And so it's just so easy with a simple hello. So the first 10 names. Oh, it's so quiet. (laughs) You've been chosen Sydney Bergen. You've been chosen, Nicole McClellan. You've been chosen, Dylan Hansen. You've been chosen, Dave Wall. You've been chosen, Carla Anderson. Come on up. I don't know why you're waiting. I don't know why you're waiting. You've been chosen, Richard Bergman. You've been chosen, Andrea Borchers. You've been chosen, Britta Kron. You've been chosen, Brianne Davison. You've been chosen, Dexter Burt. You want to show anybody who you have? Yeah. That way. <laughs> <laughs> Care to show your... Uh... <laughs> You have more than one, do you not? Take, take, take. take. Yeah, now open the other one, please. Just move aside. (laughs) Now, as you're writing your letter, take some time, take time, enjoy the moment. You okay, Sydney? (laughs) There's Kleenex by the TV over there. You may find that the the child says that you look smart. What they're actually saying is that you look good, all right? But it's just their, their British education being taught to them. So, Theologian, as they're, they're in their moment, Nicholas uh, Wolterstoff, has a phrase called the Quartet of the Vulnerable. And the Quartet of the Vulnerable talks about four groups of people that the Bible identifies that God has a very special heart for. And God has a special heart for the resident alien, the orphan, the widow, and the poor. Um, James writes in the New Testament Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after the orphans and the widows in the distress. And again, when we go through the scriptures, the Bible mentions care for the orphans and widows more than 15 times and it's easy I think for us in our culture to um, see orphans and widows as abstract conceptions but again the plight of those are, are the two most unrepresented and often ignored groups in today's modern world and these two tell a tale of human trafficking today This is a global human rights issue. It's estimated between 14,000 and 18,000 people per year are trafficked in the U.S. alone. The orphan and the widow make up the majority of the human trafficking survivors. Children in foster care system and runaways are targeted by our human traffickers. These vulnerable children often have experienced abuse and a lack of stable support system. Some are forcibly snatched off the street, but more often these children are approached and they're groomed by these traffickers. One in three are runaways. They're picked up by pimps within 48 hours of running. The average age of entry into the sex industry in the U.S. is only 13 years of age. We've got to make a difference, people. We don't talk a whole lot about the resident aliens, the immigrants, the refugees, yet we here at Seoul have welcomed and sponsored three Syrian families. We're currently in the process of bringing in another family. After our last weekend's fundraiser, we have raised probably a total of $12,000 of the 40000 needed, yeah? Many people, many people in our culture are indifferent to suffering because they don't want to deal with it. It's uncomfortable, and it's easier to ignore it rather than to deal with it. And dealing with suffering people is difficult and time-consuming. Having a heart of compassion for somebody enables you to adequately help a suffering person. David Rhodes, Tamara Craker, Chris Stanchi, Crystal Weeb, Annie McCready. Tess Mandel, Ethan Lowen, Gary Burr, and Jordan Michalski, you've been chosen. so as they're picking, you got to understand, I'm taking a guess at at who I think is first gathering or second gathering. So um, uh, by the end, uh, I will do a general call because I've, I've guessed to the best of my ability which gathering is yours. And if I hadn't called up your name, uh, then we're going to have an open call. And if you're here and I haven't called your name and you sp- <laughs> sponsored a kid, we will come right up. In case you didn't hear that he chose them because they're clothes matched. There we go. Yeah. Did you do okay with the picture I sent you earlier? (laughs) (laughs) They were the ones, just all you could see is the fingertips holding their picture. It was beautiful. Take your time. Enjoy the moment. Awesome. Are you picking for somebody else? Yeah, yours. Who did you pick? Oh, there's there's uh, two mic weaves. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Let's look for Crystal Weeb. You can't touch his. Right here. There we go. Take your time. No, no, no. Pick. No, 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 no. <laughs> <being on>
0: stage.
1: <laughs> she hates being on stage. That's just, so I'll stay here with you. Well, are you, you crying? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, she's not. But do way. you want me to hold it for you? A okay. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> she's going to go. God calls every one of us to be deeply aware of those that are suffering and actually to do something about it. And in order for us to do this, we have to take our eyes off ourselves and acknowledge that there are hurting people and that we can do something about it. There are a lot of God moments when children were choosing their sponsors. I cannot tell you how they were. One was they couldn't figure out as a young boy came up and he started doing this. And they asked him, what are you doing? And he said, I want want my sponsor family to be the same number of people in my family. He scored. Another one, Chris Schrader, his first child. He introduced himself. And it's funny because when we sponsored him, we're there. The kids couldn't put it together right away. It was just so overwhelming. And he introduced, hi, my name is Chris. What's your name? And the kid looks at him and goes, Chris. (laughs) And it was. Another number of times, the kids came in. They came in with their parents. And their parents would help them make a choice. There were God moments. Here's one I want to show you. I have the permission to show the clip in its entirety. We were to go make a visit to Benjamin's house. We actually went to Christina's house, but on the day that we were to go see Benjamin, we were already, because of time, we were already three hours behind. So what happened was we were notified that Benjamin and his mother were coming now to pick by themselves.
0: Watch the video. Oh, that's
1: my (laughs) (laughs) brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You got a picture
2: of this? Yeah. So that's my brother-in-law.
1: And his wife has has Alzheimer's. Oh,
2: has I the dementia? Oh, dementia.
1: Yeah. And so she's actually (coughs) in an institution. Oh. So, um, no uh, listen we're in this together we're all in together and this is beautiful and and to meet you and to meet Benjamin is beautiful absolutely beautiful no no his name is Gary know that you're not alone and and I want you to know up in Navashaville is it Navasha yeah,
2: no Nav- Vas-
1: N- Navasha up north north of uh, Nairobi, yeah. Gary has a cousin oh. who runs a school for children with disabilities. Oh,
0: wow.
1: This is a beautiful picture. Yes. This is a
0: beautiful picture. It's, sister.
2: Good. it's yes, very, it's God. it's God, yeah. it's yeah. God, yes.
1: right, Benjamin,
2: he has calmed down, yeah. he has calmed down totally. He's mm-hmm. got his hand in
1: the does. Wow. And on your sister. Wow. Okay. You picked the perfect person. I, I
2: really
1: See, as you can tell, Benjamin has his challenges, but Mom called it a God moment. When World Vision goes out and they set out their sponsors, the the kids that, that, what really breaks their heart are their numerous kids that never get picked. Kids like Benjamin. But here the tables are turned. And Benjamin and his mom pick Gary and Elaine. And what a connection. What a God moment. Chris and Karen Schrader. Ray Reimer. Alexis Sisson. Dave Tanner. Jerron Weeb, Don Marie Wilson. Angela Lillico, Bethany Litke, Samuel Anderson, and Emily Craker, you've been chosen. This is the family of six. (laughs) (laughs) Care to share, Don (laughs) Murray? There we go. Another one right here. (laughs) He likes your hair. (laughs) There was actually more, but you and I will have to talk afterwards. Something about Jeremy being really handsome. I just want you to know that. So here's something that I've learned this week regarding World Vision. They don't just walk in and act like heroes that they're here. As a matter of fact, they have to be invited by the community, by the local chiefs. And then together with the local chiefs, with the community leaders and the pastors. And it's usually an equal representation of men and women around the table. They then begin to develop a 15-year plan. And within that 15-year plan, you know, what is the... What are the goals that they need to do? And so within the 15-year, they do a 5, 10, and a 15-year goal. When the goals are fulfilled, which can be sooner than the 15 years, it's done. If the goals are reached, they then say, we are going to close this area that we're doing and we're going to celebrate. If you are a sponsor, you then get notified that your financial commitment is no longer required for that area and that they have reached their goals. And so when you see your your sponsored child, you have to look at them and see the huge residual effects on that child's family. So even though you're sponsoring a child, the residual effect hits the family behind the child. The residual effect also hits the community at large. You're sponsoring that child, but the effect is great. I saw that firsthand. And it flows to the rest of the community. So understand that when you sponsor one, it helps so many more. And sometimes you maybe feel tempted to quit. Let me just say this up front. Let me just be really straight. Maybe you have, you know, buyer's remorse after last week because the emotional pull was so strong. Sorry, this is how I think. You're hearing what I'm feeling. Let me remind you that you made a commitment to a child. Let me remind you that they chose you for your future their future. Let me remind you that you made a commitment to a community, and in my not-so-humble opinion, you also made a commitment to God. Remember that. Remember when you feel like giving up. Michael Schultz, Louis Van Stinkus, Olu Aduja, Lindsay Neufeld, James Motolsky, Amy Petka, Stephanie Brandale, Ellen DeBates, Alejandra Hebert, Michael Hofer, Joanne Hollander, you all have been chosen. you're gonna share with the rest of us oh you did okay that's great God is still in the life-changing business. He's still transforming people no matter where your story started. God is rewriting your ending. (laughs) Part of your story, part of your calling, part of following Jesus, like I said earlier, is showing compassion to a hurting world. And so that brings us to the question of the day. What does all this have to do with us? What is God saying to us? Jeff and Ruth Branson, Ian Cape, Hubert Carrier, Chrissy Kim, Brendan McKay, Rick Hansen, Ola Lakan, Akin Rami, Britta Cron, Del Grunman, and Olu Yimisi, Igbosana, you've all been chosen. I got for you. Thanks. Western culture is good at talking about the issues. You can clap while I'm talking. that's good. We're not very good at doing something about them. Compassionate Christians are the one who, in the light of the issues of the day, we take action. We don't make excuses, we do something, right? We understand that we may not be able to solve the problems in our community or in our world, but that shouldn't be used as an excuse to do nothing. When we see somebody who is hungry, we feed them. When we see somebody who is thirsty, we give them something to drink. When we're confronted by the problems, we become a part of the solution rather than part of the passers-bys who do nothing but move their mouths. Dave Gauthier, Riley Greenslate, Ereg Basola, Ulu Bunmi, Ryan Sneath, Heather Claussen, David Schmidt, Mike Wiebe, Chris Weisner, Derek and Shauna Craker, and Debbie Levero. You've been chosen. So just so you're aware I was there when they and I videotaped Sasha when uh, their child picked him and I have your I have it her right here and I keep telling her I got the video but I don't let her see it. <laughs> I'm such a lousy boss, aren't I? <laughs> simple as it is, this is the calling of those who follow Jesus, what you see here. In order to follow Jesus, we got we to gotta be about the things he was about. We must do things that he did. Jesus had compassion on the crowds and he ultimately did something about it. He fed them, he healed them, ultimately he died for them. And in the same way that Jesus gave of himself. We're to do the very same thing. (laughs) Keep going, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. Bingo! (laughs) Take the moment, take the moment. We're to be living sacrifices and we are about God's business. We are to be individuals who are joined together by the Spirit of God who unites us and brings us into a community. It's called the church, and the church is to be a community that's about bringing God's kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. To bring the good news into a world that is full of bad news. Gord and Deborah Giesbrook, Negada Bilu, Michelle Bergen, Julia LaCara, Matt Craker, Adriel Dick, Kim Enns, Janice Gibson, Susan Gibson, Dylan Giesbrick, you all have been chosen. To share it with the rest of us. Okay, so today I have a new challenge for all of you. We're not done with challenges. Remember, there was 156 children in Tevetta that needed sponsorship. Today we sponsored 126 of them. That leaves, ironically, 30 left to go. That was my goal last week. My question is, because we were, we were contacted after last Sunday because we closed down the, the the registration real quick. And there are other people that have notified World Vision from our community that wanted to be involved. And so we've asked them to come and to set up again for those who still want to jump in. And maybe you'd like to step out and enjoy this massive team. And so World Vision has committed to ensure that all from Seoul who get chosen today will be the remainder of that 30 from Taveta, And if Hearing about this has inspired you to be chosen today, to join in with our community, to do something. As you can see, that is truly awesome. Today, again, after the gathering, you're going to take the most epic picture out in the atrium. And uh, even better than the ones from last week. I'll just say that. And if you have kids, go pick them up and and make your way to the photo booth if you want to be a part of this. Maybe you want to add to your family as you've already done. Feel free to do that. Um, The instructions will go up in a second here on the screen. And so we have the similar booths uh, that we had in the atrium last week where you take your photo, you sign up with the volunteer. It's all digital. It's simple. It'll take a few minutes. Um, You visit a a volunteer with an iPad and you smile. Now, for those of us who've been on this chosen journey, you need... you need to understand that we're going to now celebrate with whoever signs up today because there's going to be another digital chosen reveal. On October 12th in Tunio, if you sign up today, they will take your pictures and there will be a digital reveal. In other words, we're not going to be there personally to do what we did, but it's going to take place the exact same way and you will be uh, transported, so to speak, uh, there the chosen party is going to be set, set up the same way that we did it this week The only thing missing is that we're not present to observe. I'll say this the World Vision Kenyan staff are Absolutely phenomenal and they will cover it all digitally and leading up to this party. You'll receive special updates You'll be followed by a chosen special reveal mail after the party. It will contain a photo of the child who chose you on the photo and followed by a personalized handwritten letter by mail, why they chose you. So that it's still there, it's still the same experience for them, because it's not about you. You jacking with me? It's about them. Pomoja. So all who are chosen, you'll get a welcome kit where you'll learn more about your child's story and give you access to your personalized portal to communicate to your child, so you can keep, your, keep in touch. How's your heart today? Yeah, Jen Bergen, Carl Giesbrecht, Ethan Loewen, and anybody else in this gathering that's sponsored that I haven't called your name, come on up. Caitlin Cron, sorry. Bergman's, Cron's. Enns, sorry. Yeah, Jake, you got him covered. Come on up. Now, Greg, I'm going to throw you under the bus. Greg signed up his family. They didn't know until today. (laughs) I'm quick. It's all right. Surprise! Do <laughs> you have a new edition? <laughs> if you took your papers to the chair, you can fill it out there, but please ensure that you hand it out to the World Vision staff. If you wanted if you want to be chosen <laughs> And you can't meet in the lobby, you can sign up on your phone. If you go to worldvision.ca forward slash chosen at soul, that line's open. You can do it all through there. Austin Sparks said, there is no situation so hopeless as to make it impossible for the glory of God to break in. No situation that can shut God out and be too impossible for a fresh manifestation of His glory. By what we are doing, there's a manifestation of God's glory on the other side of the world. I know we've run a little long. I'm going to close the gathering with this video. What you're about to see, what you're about to hear, is from the fireball Hannah. She is the key point that took the World Vision Kenya staff, literally, us Canadians, World Vision had about uh, uh, six of us, uh, six Canadians uh, from their Toronto office, and myself was a—I uh, I don't know—I have lost. I'm so tired; I can't even remember what it was anymore. But we were there. But we didn't have to do a thing. They had it all there. So Hannah is the fireball who is in charge of the week, putting it all together. And she gets up and she begins to talk, and she begins to talk to me. And I'm sitting there going, i got to turn on my phone. i got to capture this. Our people need to hear this. But I figured, because my wife gets in my face, put your phone down. That was running through my mind. And so I was in the moment. But thank God somebody else picked it up. Watch this. There's subtitles for you as well.
2: Pastor Jim, you've shown us... uh for us as a Christian organization, we always say the church is our indispensable partner. You have uh, been here. You've demonstrated uh, exactly that. And for us, this relationship we are starting with our, our with a better helping, with a better program. I would say that, you know, it shall be. We really appreciate the effort you put. As far I know they have you have so much work to do, taking care of the girl. But you are here in person. I've witnessed the passion you have for children, for the work you do. What I want you to know is that the work you saw in the film, the transformation we are seeing in children cannot happen without the hand of God. Generous people touched by God like you and the church you serve. Let me know uh, to you that you are not only transforming the children in the community, but each and every one of us here. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. are equally transforming. Because if it was not for the giving you are giving out there, none of the big 40 staff sitting here would have jobs. But because you gave, your church members gave, we are able to, to do programs. These people are able to get opportunities and transform their families, plus, near and extended. So you can imagine the multiplier effects. You guys are touching life. You are transforming lives in every corner. <coughs> I know you've prayed for us. You have prayed for the community. Can you donate know, We thank you so much, Pastor Jenny and the church mm-hmm. that you are mm-hmm. what, I can, what can I say? Mm-hmm. Pastor, pass our love to them. We love them. We shall continue praying mm-hmm. for you to come. We shall take care of the children
0: mm-hmm.
2: that I have chosen the people in the church. We are committed to make sure that well being of those children mm-hmm. that I have chosen
1: Lord, no, I you Thank you. <laughs> Pomoja. 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 Stand with me. Those who are writing continue to write. Father, we just thank you all that you do for us. Thank you for your provisions in our lives. And you've given us so much. In some ways, we feel spoiled by you. We feel comfort and we feel cared by you. But I can't imagine my life in any other way. God, I know that you have blessed me beyond what I could ever have imagined. In spite of me not deserving all these blessings, I just thank you for that. And sometimes I feel like I take my, my privilege for granted. And I know that I need to do more for those who don't have what I have in my life. And I know that there are those who don't have a roof over their heads. I know that there are those who are seeking out jobs, who live in fear of losing everything. There are those who are poor and disabled. There are lonely and desperate people that are in need of my compassion. And yet, God, sometimes I forget about them. And so, God, I come before you today to ask you for a reminder that I cannot just dismiss the poor and the downtrodden of this world. You ask us to care for our fellow men. You ask that we care for widows and orphans. You tell us throughout your word about compassion and that there are those in such great need of our help that we should not ignore them. And yet I feel blind at times, so forgive me. I get wrapped up in my own life, so forgive me. Because it's easy to dismiss and almost become invisible to what's going on. So God, open our eyes. Let us see those around us that are in need of our compassion and compel us to listen to them, to hear their needs and give us a heart to be interested into their troubles and provide us the means to help them. I want to be like you that has so much compassion for the world that you sacrificed your son on a cross for us. I want to have that kind of heart for the world that I will do all I can to be a voice of the oppressed, a giver to the poor and an encouragement for the disabled. And Lord, let me be the voice of reason to those around me, calling on them to show compassion as well. May we be an example of you to them Let us be light so that you can come through. Open the hearts of those around us to create a better world by providing for those that cannot care for themselves. And I ask this, that you would use me as a vessel in your holy name. Amen. Pomoja! Soul Sanctuary. Those who blessed would raise their hands for a blessing. Those receiving a blessing did likewise. So Sanctuary, here is your blessing. Let us take up the mission that Jesus left us. To bring justice to the oppressed, food to the hungry, to care for the widow and the orphan, and to share the abundant life Jesus offers with the world around us until he comes again. And may the love of God, the grace of Jesus, and the presence of the Holy Spirit encourage and strengthen you as we go. Now go and live the church Pomoja! And don't forget to sponsor if you feel so let. Thank you. Next week.